Well, friends, we have a guest with us. She's back. The return of Victoria, the the here to bring the podcast out of the ditch. That's right. It it was not in a ditch. Oh, it, it was in a ditch. It was bad. <laughs> bad in a ditch. I think you just missed me. The listeners missed you. Oh, well, hi, listeners. Hopefully, if that's true, let us know if that's true or not. But I am back from my maternity leave, yeah. we'll call it. Unpaid. My unpaid, yep. yeah. America. America. <laughs> Just how we roll. So Paid family leave yeah. for everyone. Welcome. Just kidding. Thank you. Thanks for having me back. You've been gone so long, I feel like we should ask you the questions we ask every guest. Okay. But we won't. I'm just saying. Uh, I feel like we should, okay. but we we can. Let, we Maybe can start at the end. Like that. If you, okay, whatever. It's your podcast. Um, yeah. Why not? Then we'll get to the topic. Okay. This is real life. Okay. We're never really on topic anyway. When we have discussions because we have two children. That's so. true. <laughs> I can yell at a different kid um, in every five minutes. Yes. Favorite preacher, besides me or your father-in-law. Oh, I mean, yeah. Besides you guys, <laughs> like <laughs> I um. It's cliche now. I really do um, appreciate Matt Chandler, but in my defense, <sighs> I liked him before he was as, to the level of popularity he is now. Um, in my defense, that I is, liked Matt is, Chandler before he was Matt Chandler. That is true. Okay, people, I can back that one up. Thank you. I'm a I'm like a hipster Matt Chandler fan. Um, liked him before he was cool, but honestly, I really do appreciate Matt Chandler, and I have learned a lot from him. Um, and I like his his expositional style. I guess I just appreciate how he kind of he goes. He like literally will go line by line through the text, and I like how he reads like a verse of scripture. Then we'll talk about it. Then read another verse and talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, that just for me, like how my mind works, that's helpful. And kind of take my favorite preacher, but also my favorite Bible teacher. This maybe is cliche now, but I do like Jim Wilkin. I have been coming. She's just published a book in the last like two years or so. <laughs> He's shaking his head at me, guys, as if you can see him. But just saying, for real, favorite Bible teacher. I appreciate Jen Wilkin, who's also a village church person. But honestly, she has helped me see the Bible, like see how I'm supposed to study the Bible and just done a lot to help me like watch somebody take it seriously. And she's a, you know, she's a woman, so she's not like a preacher, but it's cool to see a woman thinking thoughtfully about scripture and to handle it well. So mm-hmm. Let me yeah add that to my answer if I can. Yeah, way to add to the question. Thanks. You Thank can you. cut this out. No, it's okay. Okay, it's good. It's Thanks. it's raw. Yeah, it's what we need. Living in the raw. It's some rawness. <laughs> um, so, staying on the topic of studying your Bible and yeah. learning your Bible, that's so, somewhat with the good segue. Uh, Thank you. Working, I'm working on my segues. Um, we're kind of well. We're not going to kind of talk about. We are going to talk about how to listen and respond to a sermon. Okay. So I figured we were experts on this because we listen to sermons every week. Yes. And we try to respond to sermons every week. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, um, so there you go. Um, so I I read a really good article by a, a gentleman named. Dave Jenkins. Mm. Uh, he runs another podcast. I can't remember the name of it right now. I think it's Let's Talk Theology. Is it Let's? No, that's another, oh, just kidding. It's another guy. Oh, sorry. But he, run, he runs Servants of Grace and oh. an online magazine called Theology for Life. Really um, gotcha. cool guy. Um, we're Facebook friends, so, so 
sorry. Hi, Dave. Let me pick that name up and just drop. Um, <laughs> he he did an article on gospel center discipleship, just uh, gcd gcdiscipleship dot com. Uh, he just gave three keys to listening during mm-hmm. sermons, and I thought they were simple but really good. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one, and this uh, is probably a, a strange one, is just open your Bible. Mm-hmm. Uh, which would then mean you need to have a Bible mm-hmm. when you go to church. Please mm-hmm. take a Bible to church, even if it's on your phone. Yeah, I think that's they're free Bible. Very helpful, as J.D. Greer says, you can have the warm glow of God's face, God's word, God's word on your face. Yeah, and you're looking <laughs> into God's face through His word. But anyway, mm. um, so open your Bible, just follow along uh, with where your pastor is uh, preaching from. I know that's don't you feel so I've, simple? We kind of yeah. Look over it. I like I we have two small kids as you guys know now and I noticed like if I'm ever holding a child and I'm not able to like access my Bible I I don't know it's like I don't think there's anything mystical or magical about having a literal Bible open but it is helpful kind of I don't know maybe it's just like a you're in a posture of receptiveness like I'm here Mm -hmm. ready to learn kind of like the equivalent maybe would be like coming to class and having like a pen and a paper out Mm -hmm. or your textbook open or whatever it's kind of a similar thing so i've noticed like the sundays where maybe i'm holding full like my hands are full of kids or or what have you and i don't have an open bible i just notice the difference at least Mm -hmm. so like today for example i did not have a child with me and i noticed the difference of like oh i can actually keep my bible open and Mm -hmm. whatever It's just good for following along. Yes. And um, I know our our pastor especially, mm-hmm. um, he he will, of course, read his text for the sermon right. when he opens, but he also references that text Pre- a lot yeah. throughout the sermon. So yeah. it, it just helps to, to have your Bible open. Honestly, I think with most expositional preaching, you'll be kind of lost mm. if you didn't have your Bible open. So yeah. his first point was to... Open your Bible, mm-hmm. um, yep. uh, which I'm about to create a which disaster here. Which you just here, opened your Bible. I did just open a Bible. But, <laughs> um, his second point was listen for key ideas and points. Um, we use the term expositional preaching because that's what our pastor does as opposed to topical preaching. Topical preaching would be I'm going to preach on money. But it's not may not may not necessarily be derived from one text of the Bible, but it's going to be from all over the Bible. Whereas our pastor right now, he's been preaching through Romans eight, so he started at verse one, and we um, just went through verse twenty-eight. So uh, expositional preaching is just going through the text, and that you're exposing uh, what Scripture says. So the point of the sermon should always be the point of the text, mm-hmm. and I think that's really easy when you have an expositional sermon to kind of listen for key ideas and points and we'll we'll talk a little bit more about that here in a minute when we talk about how to respond to a sermon because we're going to use one of our church's recent sermons as we go through that so um if you can't find the key idea um keep listening but it, it you know some preachers have an off week you just i've had many so it just it just happens. But listen for key ideas, uh, points. I know our pastor is really good. If there's an important point uh, that he wants us to get, he'll even tell us write this down, which is yeah, which is helpful. Yeah. But even if you're not, you still have to be paying attention. Yeah. And then the last one on how to listen to a sermon is learn to interpret the Bible text from your pastor. Our pastor even said 
today. He wants us to, um, I can't remember exactly how he put it now, but he wants us to achieve maximum benefit. Yeah, if, um, that's what he said. For what God has for us. That's So he said his preaching, he goes deep and it has a lot of doctrinal depth to it because he wants he wants that for us. So he's modeling mm. how to really go, uh, he hates this term, but how to dive mm. deep yeah. <laughs> into studying your Bible. Um, and I heard Paige Patterson, the president of Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary, say once that preaching is just teaching people how to read their Bible. Um, so learn to interpret the Bible uh, from your pastor. I, mean, I, th- I think that's that's important. I think... <clears throat> I don't know. Do you think sermons are one of those things that a lot of people are like, this is just kind of out of date? Yeah. Maybe not in our circles, in the Reformed camp, but... Right. No, I mean, no, I see that. Or kind of like the need to, um, like, jazz up a sermon somehow or have, like, some extra thing going on. Um, and that, that article, like, we'll definitely get that in the show notes. That's a helpful from... It's very good. I've read, it, I've read it a few times. Yeah, so. those are helpful points. I think that the big kind of theme I see, though, in those points... And kind of what you're talking about now, like what what do we do with the sermon? Is I think that people maybe we just don't we don't come ready to learn or even ready to think on our own. Like it seems that oftentimes people just kind of show up to church mm-hmm. and just sit, and they want to be you know like talked at, and yeah. they don't want to really mentally engage. You're kind of you know, and in some churches, right? Like pastors will ask for your response, and they, they there is that kind of back and forth. I think mm-hmm. that can be helpful. Um, when you really, if, if the people really are like thinking and responding to what's being said, um, yeah. So I, I wonder if it's more so that like we just are tempted to show up to church, like get your cup of coffee, say hey to your friends, be like, hey, what did the Lord teach you this week, and then go kind of sit in church. Mm-hmm. But we just see it as that, like we're just sitting with all the other Christians in church when actually it's actually you know an active thing that you should be doing, yeah, and thinking and using your mind and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, because I know we, at our church, um, uh, have really been focusing on what you just what you've been talking about. That yeah. when you come to church, you're not coming to watch people perform. Right. So during the singing, as an example, it's not a performance by those who are up on the stage playing and singing. Like we need to hear you sing. We want to hear you sing. Your brother and sister in Christ is encouraged by your singing. Right. Um. But even at, during the sermon, we've intentionally been picking songs before the sermon that remind us that as we quit singing and we sit down and we listen, that this is a continuation of our worship. It's not a pause. Yeah. So we should, like, yeah. active lin- listeners who are worshiping God during the, the sermon. And you can only be an active listener if you're paying attention. So Right, yeah. And not checking out. I, you know, I guess that's what kind of what... I guess that's the vibe you get from some people when they're like, ah, the sermon is just kind of, I'll check out and let the pastor do his thing for a little while. Right. Then I'll sing the song afterward and I'll be good to go. Right. Yeah. So, so yes, sermon. So open your Bible, listen for key ideas and points and learn how to interpret the Bible from your pastor, which I think are excellent points from Dave, Mm -hmm. Mr. Jenkins, however we want to call it. So. Yes. I don't know if you're on first name basis with him. Probably not. Yeah. (laughs) I like to get him on the podcast sometime. That'd be cool. Yeah. But anyway, so um, we're going to talk about a sermon that 
our pastor did a while ago. Okay. Um, and to be fair, uh, Victoria was in the nursery for this sermon. Working in the nursery. So she is going off of my notes. That could be another way to listen to sermons, take notes. Mm-hmm. I kind of waver. Sometimes I think it's good to take notes. and Sometimes I don't. Um, but anyway, the, the sermon was on Psalm 67. And we really just focused on the first three verses. It's, and that psalm says, May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face to shine upon us, that your way may be known on the earth, your saving power among all the nations. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Um, so this sermon was actually during our um, mission Sunday. We try to do a mission Sunday every uh, month. We try to focus on missions and take a missions offering, trying to get better on that. So the big theme of this sermon was that God blesses us so that his name and his way might be made known among the nations. Because uh, the psalmist starts out, this is actually from Numbers six twenty-five through 27. May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face to shine upon us. Why is the question. So verse 2 answers that. That your way may be known on the earth, your saving power among all the nations. So our pastor pointed out from many different texts that God is concerned for the nations, that they would know his name, his character, and his glory. The Psalms are full of this. The book of Isaiah it's all over the place. So God desires to be known in all, all, all in all nations, and that the spreading of God's name and glory to the nations—that is missions. Mm. So that's kind of the big idea of the sermon. Um, so a few ways we kind of talked about it. Um, so far, we, we're going to discuss this sermon a lot. I feel like it's just a pivotal sermon for um, us and for our uh, church. Our pastor said we are not to be hoarders of God's blessings, but blessings come through God's people. Uh, and he even asked the question, why do we want to be successful in our job? Or why do we want to pursue a career that we could be financially stable or even possibly financially well off? And he made the convincing argument that if it's not so that God's name might be made known among the nations, then it's Mm. a sinful desire, Mm. pretty much. So that's the sermon in a nutshell. So now we get to talk about how to respond to it. So there we go. It's almost like we're doing life uh, live. Yeah. Because we haven't fully talked about this yet. Yeah. We we have talked about it. You get to listen to us, respond to us. Yeah, how about that? You're you're welcome, listeners. You're welcome. Um, <clears throat> I think the biggest point we talked about so far. We mean you and I. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, our pastor closed the sermon talking about meager resources. Yeah. And he used the example of Jesus in the feeding of the five thousand, where the little boy gave Jesus his lunch, and Jesus didn't turn away something just because it was small. He took mm. it and he used it mightily. So. Um, so a response to the sermon so far then is that we're we're encouraged because not that we're poor, but things are tight. Yeah. Um, so that's an encouragement to keep giving to missions, not to slack off on it. Right. Because it can be tempting some months just to say, I'm not going to give to the missions offering because we need X yeah. or whatever. So it was just a good encouragement to uh, continue to give. 
and know that when we are faithful and we give and we give with that desire that God's name might be known yeah. to the nations that God will take it and he will he will use it for his glory to fulfill that task. Yeah, for sure. For sure. What else kind of response were you thinking of? On that point? Or, or just any of it? Mm. Yeah, I um, know that the, like the meager resource was kind of encouraging, helpful, like convicting, like you said, like the times when you're tempted to do mm-hmm. whatever. Um, another point we had discussed, um, just the, the job kind of component, or, or just in general, like ask, asking God for any kind of success. I think it's um, you and I both are sort of in uh, mid-20s crises. Well, you're 30 now, so... yeah. Early Thank, thanks for the reminder. You're welcome. Um, not a crisis. It was kind of turning points of like we're both in kind of job, you know, new jobs potentially in the future. And like, am I in the am I in the job that's best for me right now? Like, how do I make this work for our family? Um, kind of coming each of us maybe or kind of coming into a career could be a good way to say it. Like mm-hmm. we've gone through several other jobs in our history, and we're sort of god is sort of slowly revealing like oh this is what you know is how i've made you is one of the ways i've wired you that kind of thing we're both discovering that about ourselves but in that it's very tempting just kind of pray for success um in that pursuit just for its own sake like god i really want our family to be stable or i want um what what have you you know i want this to be profitable career or, or whatever but um like keeping in mind like you can't ask for any success apart from desiring to make god's name known Mm -hmm. that was like that's kind of a it's a shell shocking comment but it's a true one for sure and um just help you help me think about like priorities i guess and and us as a couple setting those priorities Mm -hmm. that that we do have god's name and renown first and foremost and if not we need to like repent and turn Mm -hmm. not that not that career is bad or, or whatever, but like we really need to examine our motives. So, yeah. So, always a good response question or application question to a sermon is um, either what does God want me to continue to do, or what do I need to change mm. in light of this truth, which I think is yeah um, what we've been talking about so far. So, we need to continue to give faithfully and even try to work out ways yeah. that we could hopefully increase yeah in in missions giving um but also that as we're thinking through careers that we may need to change our outlook i think is a good way to do it and i know that's been helpful and we'll do an episode on this uh sometime this year about (laughs) um we had a listener question about what do i do when i'm in a hard job yeah or a job that i don't like um yeah i think this answers some of that that you can pray that God would bless you at that job and to be successful at that job so that you might turn around and be a blessing in this way so that God's name might be known in all the earth. Um, mm. And I, that's kind of a hard prayer because, I, you know, people like Osteen and T.D. Jakes and Joyce Meyer and all these people on TBN have kind of hijacked the word blessing and done a lot of heretical things with it. Um to where God blesses you and it all terminates on you. So God right. make me healthy, wealthy. Um, right. So that I can get bigger houses, nicer cars, 
um, or even the, like once like once you have once you're at a good place, then you can start being generous to other people. And it's like God calls us to give. God is abundant, but like He calls us just to give of ourselves, not necessarily to give out of our abundance. He just calls us to give. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's not like a get yourself in order first, and then you can be nice to other people. Like kind of fight, you know. Like you're saying, either yeah. either like well, the dangerous thing is either either the blessing yeah. terminates you on you, or it's kind of like, well, as long as you get in a good spot, then you can be nice. It's not. Yeah, that, yeah, but I think specifically in the circles we run with, mm. that the word blessing is kind of um, something we we might shy away from a little bit yes. because it's been so abused. Yeah, that's a good point. But when we pray like the psalmist does, may God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face to shine upon us mm. so that his name and his way might be known mm. in all the earth. I don't think that's a, a bad prayer at all. No. Even Even if it is in a financial way. Um, because yeah. you know when we're talking about missions, especially unless you're going to go and be a missionary, it takes money yeah. um, for that to happen. Yes. So, uh, what other response questions can you think of as far as like a sermon, other than what should I continue to do, or yeah. what does God want me to change? Something um, kind of that Jen. I mean, this, this is me obvious, but something I did learn. From reading Jim Wilkin was that kind of we can only understand ourselves in light of properly understanding God. So kind of like understanding first that God is uh, righteous, for example, then that shows me I am unrighteous, and then that kind of brings you to a good place of like responding. Mm-hmm. So listening to a sermon like what what does this teach me about God? Um, mm-hmm. And then in contrast, because I think that the wisdom of the modern day is kind of to understand yourself, you know, like look inside yourself and mm-hmm. learn about yourself. And we can actually only understand ourselves correctly if we understand first mm-hmm. God. So that could be a good response question. Like what does this say about, what does this teach me about God? And then teach me about myself. And then right, yeah. the extent. Yeah. Yeah. Cause in this, in this particular sermon, then uh, it teaches us that God wants his name mm. and his glory to be known right. throughout all the nations. And uh, I, I could be making this up, but I don't. I don't think I am. Our pastor talked about how it's not selfish for God uh, to want His glory to be known throughout all the nations, because mm-hmm. it's well, for one, it's impossible for God to be selfish. But we also see that when God is glorified, it's always for the good of His people. Mm. So, therefore, that's that's what we are to pursue: is uh, the good, um, the the glory of God, which will always be for the the good of his uh, people Mm. um it's also good as well um to think through like the questions we've been asking so far have been individual questions Mm. i think it's good to um our our pastor even asked this question in the sermon um what should our church do as a whole Mm. in light of this truth in this sermon um hi nora Nora's with us too. She just woke up from a nap, so we'll see how this goes. Um, you know, so why do we as a church ask for God's blessing? Is the question that our um, pastor asked because we've we've had a lot of changes at our church lately. Yeah, just a new location yeah. and stuff like that. So um, new building, a building that's actually ours yeah. that we can do stuff with. Use any day of the week <laughs> we want. Yeah. Um, so just asking that corporate question as well, because 
Christianity never terminates on you either. Yeah. It's about God's God's people, and you happen to be a part of God's family. So that's just another good question For sure. to ask. Yeah. So, well, let's keep rolling. How to listen and respond to his sermon. Nora, what do you think? you have any thoughts? Just looking cute. Just looking cute. You are very cute, so I'm with you, <laughs> I am with you on that one. Um, another response I had to this, since the psalm is praying, psalmist is praying, yeah. is um, how do I pray about this? Yeah. Do I ever yeah. pray about it? Yeah. Um, that was going to be that's, did I steal my next it? one. Oh, no, I mean, not I'm steal sorry. it, but yeah. 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 Praying. Um, Answering questions like that can be hard, so I don't, especially when we talk about prayer. Yeah. Um, I think every Christian would probably agree that prayer is tough, mm-hmm. and um, it's something that I think all Christians want to get get better at. Yeah. Um, yeah. But when you think of something this big and like missions and God's name being made known, His glory mm-hmm. spreading to the nations, and you, then you ask yourself a question like, "Well, how am I praying about this?" Then it's a, yeah. That could be a kick in the teeth. Yeah, yeah. Kind of. And probably a needed kick in the teeth. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. See, this is in those instances maybe where you feel like you're very deficient or you know that you struggle with something. Maybe like a sermon has called you to, like in this case, missions and prayer about missions. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's where it's helpful to remember that the body of Christ is corporate and to um, ask for help. I'm very bad at this, so it's easy to recommend and hard to follow. But, um, uh, you know, like going out to a friend of yours in church, being like, hey, do you guys want to meet together this week and pray about this? Or having like some sort of accountability partner situation where you can ask somebody just just to remember that um, the Christian life isn't lived in a vacuum and you're not supposed to be doing this alone. Like God, you know, Mm-hmm. God put multiple people on earth for a reason. He put two people, Adam and Eve, right in the garden. So from the very beginning, we're meant to be in community with other people, um, communing with God in, in community with one another. So it's kind of like just mm-hmm. remembering in those responding to a sermon, a great way to do it is with somebody else, mm-hmm. praying with somebody else, you know, saying like, I know we do this a lot. Wouldn't it be a bad idea to like do this with other people in the church, but just like, hey, this convicted me. Would you ask me this week how I'm doing on mm-hmm. whatever? So, and that, yeah, that's a, I think it's a really good point because I know um, in our discipleship groups at our church, we just do like one on one meetings. Yes, um, but we've been trying to make it uh, uh, make a concerted effort to ask these kind of questions in our discipleship groups. So that the sermons mm, yeah. aren't, first off, they're not quickly forgotten. But then we make sure that um, we apply the truth because unapplied truth is wasted truth. So Is that original to you? No, that our pastor said that. Oh, um, I that's good. So, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, so that's just always important, important to remember. So um, any other questions you can think of? Like, so what should I continue to do or change? Um how should I pray about this? How should it affect my prayer life? I think that's a good, another good question. Yeah, I think those are those are good places to start at least. Mm-hmm. If you guys have, a, I would like love to know other yeah. people. Yeah, so. and the thing is with this, I, I, when you hear something like respond to a sermon or apply a sermon, I th- we don't you don't have to make it um, extravagant. Mm. Like simple is probably best. Yeah. In this case. Um, 
So maybe here for just a few minutes, maybe we can discuss a little bit more about how this, just to kind of practice this in yeah. front of others, yeah. Yeah. at least audio. Um, okay, yeah. <laughs> just maybe drill down a little bit about the specific areas we talked about, how yeah. how we can keep... Uh, well, keep applying this right. sermon. Well, you kind of you said this earlier, but for us, um, like the giving, you know, it kind of easy to can be discouraged. Like, oh, we're not giving as much missions as we want, or mm-hmm. money is tight, and we don't feel like we have a lot of extra to give. Just mm-hmm. um, maybe, you know, like you said, it's kind of the encouragement to keep going, but also applying for us might be like, what are some looking for other ways we can be intentional with mm-hmm. resources giving. Mm-hmm. to missions or pray, praying consistently like maybe we can just do that as a family yeah is that this kind of what you mean yeah yeah because our our pastor even said in the sermon when he yeah. was talking about this that this isn't radical this is just biblical mm, yeah. and that was not a knock on david platt either he was just saying this is yeah it's just the biblical yeah way that our lives should be consumed with missions in mm. some way because missions mm. is making known god's name in his glory mm. And why wouldn't we want to make that known? Yeah. It really, it is kind of, it is so convicting. Like you said, I didn't get to hear the sermon. This is the first time we've gotten to talk a lot about it. But just thinking through like, wow, like I really, I don't, I don't care as much as I should mm-hmm. about, I don't give even thought to that as much as I should. Cause you know, it's true. Like why wouldn't I want to do that? Like why wouldn't I want to like put my family on a strict budget so I can give as much as possible to missions or why wouldn't I want to make sure I'm, you know, making the most of whatever yeah. resource mm-hmm. so I mm-hmm. can so I can make sure that I'm not like preventing giving as much as we're able to mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So like, do I, I just don't think about God's name and renown enough. Oh, well, and then also I think just, um, yeah. Nora's very vocal. Yeah, that's okay. Um, <laughs> this is just a recurring theme in our life right now. Maybe mm-hmm. we'll um, get better at this right oh. now. Uh, eventually just, um, it's going to require discipline. Yeah. To do some of this. Yeah. Um, say no in just some yeah, ways. just saying no in some ways so that we can say yes to better things. Yes. Um, which yeah. that's a, I mean that's a hard way. Um, to th- it's like that self sacrifice. That is what it yeah. is. I say no to a new fountain pen so that I might right give right um, so that God's name yeah might be made known. So discipline, continued giving. Um, saying no when we should say no I think those are um, a few big areas prayer for this is another um, another uh, area that we need to get better in because I know like our church one way that we're going to apply the sermon is start having a prayer meeting that's specifically focused on on missions so that we um, I think missions is one of those things that is kind of like, Since we don't think about it, yes, it's just kind of out of sight, out of mind. Yes, like and maybe some, it seems like the super Christian thing to do. I think I know I'm often tempted of thinking that, like, oh, well, missionaries, like they're the super Christians, you know. And really, it's yeah. like, well, for one, every Christian is called to this, and two, like they're just being biblical, you know. Someone who, yeah, like we we have friends right now actually who are about to move, sell their house and move to a country in South America. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I can say or not, but move, you know, and and serve there. And so it's just kind of yeah. like, wow, that's huge. You know, and you kind of think like, wow, they're doing this huge, big thing. And it yeah. is a huge, big thing, but it's also 
biblical. Like it's not out of the ordinary for a quote normal Christian. Does that make sense? I think we distance ourselves wrongly. Yeah, this is a paraphrase from Spurgeon, but he he essentially said that there's no such thing as a Christian who's not a missionary. Mm, Um, So yeah, so um, I think just another area, and, and we could even. Uh, work this into like when we pray at, yeah. at dinner even yeah just trying to specifically pray for for missions and that god's name and his glory might be made known uh throughout all the earth so yeah i think those are probably just some good starters um for sure like we know as a family we're not done with this sermon yeah um and, going to be coming back to it for a while i think because i think it's going to be pivotal not only for us but for uh, our church yeah it just seems like one of those pivotal sermons from what we've been talking about as leaders mm. so far so uh nora any thoughts on um how to listen and respond to a sermon she's very close to the microphone but <laughs> she's very enamored by it as well her eyes want we'll to get a picture yeah um yeah, I think that's it. I, I hope this was helpful. I know this um, sermons, we can see them as dry and boring, but um, that's nothing could be further from the truth when mm. God's word is being mm. proclaimed faithfully. So mm. um, hopefully just next Sunday, open your Bible, listen for key ideas and points, learn how to interpret the Bible from your pastor. Your pastor is a resource. Always remember that. And I mean that in the, the best way possible. And I think your pastor would be pleased. Nora is smiling, so she agrees. I think your pastor would be pleased mm-hmm. if you were to even um, just pull him inside and say, hey, you're teaching me how to read the Bible. Yeah. That'd be a great encouragement to him. Yeah. And then just ask these questions of the next sermon. You know, how, you know, know, What should I continue to do? What does God want me to change? How can I pray more about this? What does it teach you, you know, about What God? does it teach you about God? Um, so... I hope this was helpful, and it's so good to have Victoria back. Enjoying the listens will go through the roof. (laughs) It's gonna be great. Well, and um, I enjoy being here. So hopefully next time we're gonna do um, an episode with our pastor and Todd Strauss, who's been on the podcast before, just talking about the worship service on Sunday, our first theology for you worship pastors episode. So until next time, see y'all.